Hey, welcome to the Expositors Collective, episode 34. I'm your host, Mike Neglia. On this episode, we're going to listen in on an interview with Pastor Lou Wing. Now, Lou is a uh, scientist, a biochemist, uh, an artist, pastor, a teacher, a Bible college lecturer, an author. Um, He is so many things, but the one thing that he is not is he is not boring. Uh, This is an incredibly captivating um, episode as Lou, in his very unique way, takes us into his life story, his preparation process, and what it means to teach and preach God's Word in light of the surrounding world and the unchanging Word of God. And then at the very end, you're going to discover what me and my co-host, what we actually smell like. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome uh, to another episode of the Expositors Collective podcast. My name is Clay. And I'm Mike Neglia. And today we have uh, in the studio with us um, doctor, pastor, professor, Lou Wing, whatever you want to call him, or just Lou, um, who uh, is a, you know yet another old friend of, of mine, an old Bible college teacher of mine. So welcome, Lou. Uh, could you tell us just a little bit about yourself? Sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, uh I've been a Christian since 1971, if I can start there, mm. and I was at Calvary Riverside. I was raised in Riverside, born in Chicago, and family of jocks and mm. druggies. Mm. Seven kids, three-bedroom house, 36 cats. Wow. Um, so I got a real interest in my Did, you, did you say 36 what? Uh, 36 cats. No. So we, wow. we basically couldn't say no. So wow. based on that, you know, I learned a lot about cats everywhere, and I also learned a lot about disease. Yeah. And it sort of got me involved in microbiology. Wow. That kind of that set the trek of science because I was also raised in a very art house, like creatives. Like my mom was a professional actress, Broadway actress, Shakespearean actress. Mm. So any argument you had, you really had to deal with what you were saying because you were really up against Lady Macbeth. Wow. So I had to really struggle. I mean, we all did, but I seemed to survive that <laughs> for the most part, right? Yeah. And in that though the science really got a hold of me wow. connected with art yeah and the whole idea about how that works together kind of came about you know i i can only tell you guys the holy spirit and mainly because when i got saved lonnie frisbee i mean who even knew who that was it was riverside yeah and when i went forward i didn't know why but i knew that i was supposed to go forward because my hands were sweating and my body was sweating and I don't even remember saying the sinner's prayer, but all I remember is this guy who looked like Jesus was walking around, putting his hand on people, and he walks up to me, puts his hand on my head, and says, speak the praises of God. Wow. And I just started singing in the Spirit. Oh I just God. started singing in tongues, literally. Yeah. And I was just weeping. It's like this liquid love was coming all over me. Yeah. And to this day, I still have no idea what happened or explained. I can't explain that. Yeah. All I can say is that it doesn't take much for me to be instantly in the presence of God, mainly because of the baptism of the Holy Spirit that happened. Yeah. You know, we, we, we all try to struggle in that area, but you know, it's a reality. And that sense of reality, going through all of, I, my PhD is in blood coagulation fibrinolysis. And all the schooling that I went through led up to me going to the University of Aberdeen in Scotland, where I was working with Scripps Clinic which is like this high-powered ivory tower in San Diego. Mm. And in doing that, okay, and this uh, intertwining all this, is that I 
fell in love with understanding plasminogen activator and how blood clots dissolve wow. and understanding how blood is in this constant dynamic of forming a mosaic and unraveling. It's this constant dynamic of how your blood is solid and liquid at the same time. Wow. And it got me more interested in what it means to have the life of the flesh is in the blood. Oh, yeah. So I studied Leviticus 17, 11 from a perspective of biochemical, theological, sociological, all aspects of what actual blood meant it means. Now, I was raised in the church in San Diego, Horizon Christian Fellowship, mm. and Mike McIntosh, a very close, a wonderful friend, ordained everything with me and all that. He worked very closely with me in you know, trying to get the whole idea about how to connect the science and all that. And so if we're going to talk about my first sermon, it's kind yeah. of sort of leading into that, right? <laughs> um, he had me do this. He says, Lou, I just want you to just share on the blood. And wow. I went, wow, that's kind of broad. Okay, let's see. So how am I going to do this? And I just was, this back in the days of Horizon when it was a standing room only all the time. And so all of a sudden out of left field, Louis Wing gets up there. He's always been known as the harpist husband because nobody, <laughs> I mean, and there's nothing wrong with that. But, Lou, you know. Lou's wife, I, Pam, yeah, is yeah, an amazing harpist. Harpist, yeah, harpist right? And so I get up and I'm sort of looking at the people and going like, are you guys okay? I'm really, here we go. And I just started to explain Leviticus 1711. Wow. And after an hour and a half, Mike walks up and says, Lou, TMI. <laughs> Seriously, Wait, did you say an TMI. hour, an hour and a half? An hour and a half. He just let me keep going. <laughs> I just kept talking and talking. And then they were going to do communion that day. So the yeah. sermon had to be even shorter. So they had the, the bowl. You know how they had the bowl with all the, um, uh, the, the tray with all the glasses and that? Sure. Well, the light reflecting on that up under the top of the ceiling had a picture. It looked like red blood cells. Oh so when gosh. I was talking, people were going like, wow, we were seeing the red blood cells. We were talking about blood. We were just feeling like we were just bathing in blood. And, <laughs> and it's worth getting seriously. And as, as I w was doing that, I realized that that, it, I knew that I was trying to share everything too much. Mm. I knew that I came prepared to say X, but then I went off and okay, I just kept yeah. talking and talking like I'm doing now. <laughs> so, you know, it just kind of gets to that point, right? Where it, I had to really learn how to focus yeah. and really stick with the, subject at hand so do i understand correctly that your first <laughs> sermon was in front of thousands of people mm -hmm. at horizon in san yeah. diego yep. teaching on the, leviticus 1711 Le leviticus 1711 mm -hmm. from a a biochemist mm -hmm. microbiologist yep, point yep, of yep. View. that that is so unique mm -hmm. Un unreal mm -hmm. so um uh, I, you know, I just want to, you're such a unique guest, Lou. Mm. Um, I, I want to kind of walk down that path a little uh -huh. bit and journey into, okay. to your really unique calling. Um, like we were talking about just before we, we hit record, um, mm -hmm. in the academic world mm -hmm. in the world of science and with a call on your life, not just mm -hmm. as a Bible teacher, but, but mm -hmm. as a, as a pastor. Mm -hmm. So that was your introduction to it. Yeah. It sounds like it was really a foundational part of your um, early relationship mm -hmm. with with God. But can you walk us through a little bit more of the story of, of how God developed that? Because because then years later, you were teaching Leviticus mm -hmm. at the Bible college when I was a student. Right. And I mean, we dissected a cat in Bible college <laughs> class. Right. So, so, I mean, you know, this is something that God, a journey God had you uh -huh. on and is used uh -huh. in, a, in a mighty way. So mm -hmm. let's, let's keep hearing that story. Well, you know, so, so doing the Bible studies at Horizon, mm -hmm. and I was frequently doing sermons at Horizon, and I learned how to target it a little bit more. But, but though, Leviticus didn't really hit me until I went on a 
journey with the School of Evangelism at Horizon. Okay. And I was one of the leaders. There's a guy like, you know, George Clary and all these different guys that were, we took about 50 people out to Death Valley and we're going to study Exodus. And so, okay. And so it was my turn to kind of go through it. We, all, we got lost out there. And so after getting lost, can you imagine taking 50 people, almost killing them? Anyway, <laughs> so seriously, it was the most horrific moment. I mean, you know, wow. anyway, so when we finally got back, it was my turn and we were at Exodus. I'll never forget it. And, and we were studying, doing the golden calf thing. And so I was, we were doing the study, Bible study. And all of a sudden, as I was preparing for it, I kept seeing that they were doing burnt and peace offerings. It was only those two. And I thought, why? What is it? And I didn't even know what a burnt offering really meant. Nobody reads Leviticus. And, and I would say nobody because it really is. It's a menu outside of the Holy Spirit. That's really, it's, there's only two narratives in it. And so in that course of studying those two offerings, I came across the peace offering, and it did have this whole picture of the anatomy of the specific organs that were used to designate peace. And so that's kind of where the cat anatomy came from and understanding the hormonal levels and understanding the whole idea about the biochemistry of anxiety. And even taking it even farther, you know, studying more about leprosy and so on, it was all connecting with microbiology and understanding how that actually, that cleansing of the leper is a picture of salvation. And that's all of these theological gold mines in the center of this really dry, just like what biology can be. So even, I've taught at several colleges in San Diego, and as a matter of fact, I think all of them as an adjunct professor, and bringing in, even doing microbiology at San Diego State, you know, with 300 kids in a class, women dressed in bikinis and all that, you know, at San Diego State, right? It's like coming from the beach to class, and realizing that, you know, even doing that, there was something about how the Holy Spirit uses science, yes, underneath the theology, and how you can bring that out and those images out. Just like Solomon, he understand his, understood Hisep, right? And this whole zoology aspect of true wisdom incorporates everything and doesn't limit it to just, you know, the, like to just say the, theology, but doesn't limit it. Because if you think about the creation that God has, all of those are tools to explain his presence, right? So I, that, that became more and part of my message. And that's why specific books like Leviticus unravels God's holiness. And it's, it's a tangible thing. It's something that is actually now with the world of epigenetics, it's transforming everything. And I, and that, that I could certainly go on a tangent on that one, and yeah. I'm not. Epigenetics is so fascinating. Beyond words. But we don't have time. No, no, no I get it. <laughs> get we'll it. Talk about that later. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, I get it. Get it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, my goodness. Um, well, okay. That's, that's amazing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and really, Lou, like, like what a... Um, what an amazing gift mm-hmm. that is. And, and like I mentioned, when I was in college... Um, there was a lot of amazing teachers and amazing mm-hmm. classes, but mm-hmm. um, uh, Leviticus with with Lu Wing was was like the most popular mm-hmm. class. Mm-hmm. It was also the hardest because you were you're an actual academic. Uh, um, uh, not not to say anything negative about the other teachers, but but it was <laughs> it was a, a challenging class. But but uh-huh. um, yeah, just brought 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 it to life. I mean, in such right a, an, an amazing way, and and. Um, yeah. So, so what's your context now? Uh, how, you know, are you teaching frequently yeah. and, and, um, and let's talk about, uh, apart from that, um, you know, uh, specialty that you have, mm-hmm. 
Um, what's your process and how do you approach scriptures and, and things like that? To, to this day? To this day, yeah. yeah. So if you're if you're preaching on a, a church, so are you preaching regularly right now? I am. Well, yeah. I, I preach at a church in San Diego. It's called The Branch. And I'll teach there and also teach at a bunch of variety of different places. Like this Saturday, I'm doing a youth retreat. And then, I mean, I'm just at large. And I bring a message usually tailored to the groups, whether it be high school or, you know, adults and so on. And the process is always around what, you know, it all centers around the word holiness. That kind of seems to be a theme that I bring around. And, and why holiness? And so this whole concept of the entirety of who we are. And that's why this whole biological fit happens within it, because it's a, a field that's so dynamic now, and we're finding out so much more, and how it fits into Scripture and, and our thinking process and who we are, how we develop, how we learn. And understanding that and incorporating that specific passages like hearing God's voice for example and that's what I'm doing this Saturday and how does that happen and what is actually happening to happening to us to be able to hear God's voice and what kind of outside forces and all that stuff hinders his voice whether it be sin or it be a distraction in a family and or like we talk about TBTSD and these different social stigma that come up very quickly in our lives that aren't solved and aren't resolved and I work in the world of drug development, and I work with a company that is one of the leaders of, sadly, of the opioid crisis and, and how the opioids have been a big issue and being able to deal with how opioids have impacted people, the yes, to be able to hear God's voice and not. And that whole idea about how suicide happens and why and what is this drug doing? What, what is happening with our world that's elevating the, the number of suicide numbers increasing dramatically and it's really yes it centers around opioid but it also centers around the fact that we are in such a pharmaceutical world right now and the, the i'm a toxicologist by trade and understanding that has become a big issue and and people and i could go off on that one right now too but just recognize the fact that 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 whole world coupled with the passages enhances our understanding it even more you know that's why i i've been more of a a speaker that goes to the churches instead of being a church a corner church pastor i've never fit that paradigm ever i tried and it just you know it just the holy spirit just busts me out of it and you turn i've turned churches over more people in my life than i've ever stayed in one and literally it's church planting where you get it going and there's someone who will come and maintain it because I've never been able to maintain churches. Anyway. Yeah, I think that I'm so glad you brought that up, Lou, because I think that's something that that is really important to to mention is leaning into your unique individual calling. And, yeah. And and like I've already said, you're so uniquely called and mm. gifted yeah. for a role. And and sometimes we have this perception that in order to be the ultimate whatever pastor or yeah. major, you have to be like a, a local pastor right. that's there at a church and growing the church and yeah, this yeah. and that. Yeah. And and you know that's just not everybody's calling. And that right. doesn't mean that you don't have a calling to right. exposit the word of God and to right. pastor exactly. people. And, 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 and um, I just love that you're, you're leaning into your calling right. um, vocationally and in ministry and how those two things are married in mm-hmm. such a beautiful and, and, and powerful way. Mm. I, have a, I have a quick question for you. Um, um, you know, one of the struggles that I had as a young preacher is sometimes I would approach uh, passages, especially, you know, maybe uh, 
the first chapters of Genesis or things like that. Yeah. And even, you know, um, influenced by your class. And, mm-hmm. and I would find myself trying to be an expert mm-hmm. on things that I'm not an expert on, yeah. you know, science and things like that. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, I've kind of journeyed away from that quite mm-hmm. a bit. So what would you say in regards to, to that kind of thing for, for a, a young preacher of the word? Right, exactly. And that's the challenge is, is that God has given enough information in Genesis, for example. There's a reason for that. It's not a science textbook. As much as we want to infer that and produce it from that, he gave it very basic. It's almost poetic. And there's a reason for that because the whole focal point is God and it's his dwelling place. That's why Exodus has so many chapters about his dwelling place and only one or two about man's dwelling place. And so when we think about that difference as far as content, we have to be careful not to infer that it's a science textbook. We have to keep the science underneath the theology. And for me, that's often a challenge, but also recognizing the beauty of the science of the Hebrew language and how that spells out such a beauty of, again, it's unraveling his presence and his holiness. And so that's why study tools in Hebrew is a great science to incorporate as well. We don't have to limit it just to biology. It can be in linguistics. It can be within the understanding of the culture. And all those other factors that come into it to get a cool understanding of the whole counsel of God. So I look at it from like a pastor who may not have much science, but remember the science is going to be more of a um, ingredient and not the entire meal. It's seasoned with that, just like your own personal examples. So we got to monitor how much science we bring in versus examples, that, because again, it's it's the message has to be more comprehensive. Right and not make it so scientific that people walk out thinking, this is a Christian science. That's not the point. Right. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well put. Yeah, and, and, and I would, I would um, agree and say to the young preacher, don't make the mistake that I, I made early on in trying to be an expert in things that you're not an expert. That's right, yeah. Because, Lou, you are an expert on, yeah. on these things, and mm-hmm. so we as just the average Bible preacher— um, we can reference work yeah. from you and, and others who yeah. are expert in, in, in their field and called to that, but uh-huh. but um, but allow uh, that to be a reference rather than trying to take it as our own and trying to be looing. Right. You know? no, no, I totally get that, and that's one of the reasons why going to a church very often and just focusing on that one subject helps a pastor. Because they can, you know, they can yeah. say, well, yeah, Lou shared on this last week, so we don't have to worry about it. And sometimes, <laughs> you know, then we don't worry about it. And that, that happens a lot. Yeah. And that, to me, I love doing that. Yeah. And I love any, any way I can help pastors. That's what, kind of what my gift and calling is. Yeah. Well, many years ago, yeah, I was teaching through the Pentateuch, and I, I taught Leviticus. Yeah. And Clay, we used to live an hour and a half drive away at yeah. that point. And um, you gave me like a, a CD, a burned MP3 uh-huh. wow, CD. That's old school. Um, of, yeah, I know. Why didn't you like? Why didn't you Dropbox it to me? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, this is before there was Dropbox, yeah. and um, it was you know, it was like Lou Wing, man. Uh-huh. You got it. You got to meet uh-huh. Lou Wing. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I listened to it, and I, I assumed you're an Asian guy. Um, Whatever. <laughs> yeah, I feel it. And you're not. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's, it's, I'm not, but it's English. But so, but so yeah. I, I listened. I listened to, to all those. And is that okay to say? It's totally okay. <laughs> Lou, so, yeah, Lou is, Lou is a, a very white man. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
And I, yeah, I, I, listen, I listened to it. I listened to every class. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I took notes. Mm-hmm. I, I, I got pumped, mm-hmm. but, but yet there wasn't many like quotes that I mm-hmm. pulled from it. So right. I think it was, it was good for my like personal yeah. prep and I would yeah. read, read a little bit, a alongside yeah. and get excited about it. Uh-huh. And then, um, however, I just, I couldn't pull any of the microbiology stuff in there because mm-hmm. I would feel well, I could say this, but what if someone has a follow-up question? Right. And I have to just say, listen, I don't know. <laughs> I just said yeah. that because I thought it was cool. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think, I think that was a, a very great thing. I would have loved for you to come and be a guest speaker. Mm. Um, right. But, Lou, yeah. have, you, have you written a book? Okay, good. Excellent question. I'm in the process. Okay, good. And that's why I'm at the branch because one of the publishers for Thomas Nelson is one of the pastors there. Great. So he's helping me edit Leviticus. Wonderful. And so we're, we're building it gradually. And I've got to be careful not to step into areas that are outside of my world as well. Sure. And so some of those areas that are solely for the heavy-duty theologian, you have to decide what is the focal point. And that's, again, been a challenge because I don't want to make it into a science textbook either. Right. So you want to use tangible, usable examples in science that are enhancing the Word yes. of God and not replacing it. That's Amen. a big difference because mm. my tendency is to make it all about the biochemistry of the burn offering. It's like, what are we walking away with? Just like you're saying, what am I going to yeah. quote on that one? So, you know, the Hebrew is so powerful and mm. it works so closely with the concept of aroma mm-hmm. and how that actually has an impact on our thinking. Yes. You know, oh my God. Anyway, whoa. So you, <laughs> really you mentioned, you mentioned aroma. Uh, yeah, okay, final final question. You mentioned aroma. Go in there. All when, right. when you walked yeah, into yes, this room, absolutely. What did you say? I, I it's it, literally the scent. I mean, it was patchouli oil. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what I thought it was because the seventies came mm. back. Whoa! My hands started shrinking. I mean, it doesn't matter. So, so listen, not, listener, now. you've gotten to know Lou a little bit in his personality through this, <laughs> and, and I just I so love him and value him. I, I will. I have to share one quick story from the time we were together in the Bible College. I was an intern um, in 2007, <laughs> and I had a for some reason I had my own office as an intern. I don't think yeah. that ever happened before or after, but yeah, um, yeah. but and it was across the hall from Lou's that's office, right. <laughs> and I had a um, a fish tank that I was very proud of. Yes, that, that's um, right. And I yes. filled it with fish, and it was. It was really <laughs> Really fun, and um, I remember uh, Lou. You were doing a no um, sugar diet. Yeah, okay. uh, you were not eating any sugar um, or carbs or anything like that. Because uh, yeah. Lou is a very healthy uh, man. <laughs> And um, that morning, <clears throat> you came in, and you had had a strawberry. Uh-huh. And so Lou's energy level is already about at the ceiling, but, but having no sugar in his system for, for what was probably weeks, and then eating a single <laughs> strawberry just sent him through the roof. And he walked into my office and was talking in circles and so excited, and he noticed the fish. He's like, those fish, you need to give me one of those fish. <laughs> I'm, I'm going <laughs> to... Well, um, you, you were going to make it gl- glow by... Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Bioluminescence? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how you were going to do it, but yeah, you were yeah. going to genetically alter yeah, you can. my fish and make it glow. And you were, yeah. I mean, you were set on doing it. You never followed <laughs> through, and I was a little disappointed. Oh, I know because it's all you the crashed metric. from that sugar oh. high, and then it was big time. Well, I realized the reality, the cost it would be. <laughs> so, it, lots of offerings needed. So, <laughs> so yeah. I'll just never forget that I was cracking up. It was just one of my most memorable <laughs> moments. Um, wow. 
So yeah. now you know the, the ins and outs of, of Liu Wing. You also know how, how Clay and I smell. Yes. And that's a, a great point to, to end on. So, yeah. Lou, do you have any uh, resources? Like, if somebody wants to hear, is there any way yet uh, where they can maybe access your teachings on yeah. Leviticus, or will we have to wait for your book? Or well, some... Waiting for the written version, yes, mm-hmm. but okay. the actual audio, yes. you can get it at the Bible College still. Okay. Yeah, people re- get that and use that as a reference all the time. Is it, is it available on their website, do you know? And it's the, yes, on their website. And, you know, you have to call, it's kind of one of those prehistoric things because the Bible College is going through accreditation right now and so all of this is going through all these iterations about how to supply materials however the extension campus has all the information, so you can contact them okay. directly. Okay, great. And and no promises, but we'll see what we can do in regards to the show notes and putting putting a, a link there. But uh-huh. but that's great, and we'll we'll eagerly anticipate your book. Um, awesome, I'm very excited about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hopefully or or if year. not, just call Clay, and he will drive and deliver you an MP3 <laughs> disc <laughs> all there the way go. from the Bay Area to the Marietta. I'm going to be up there in August, though, so we'll see you. And you're going to come see me. I'm so mm-hmm. looking forward to that. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, thank you again for being here. My it pleasure. was a real, real joy. Right and, on, guys. Um, and thank you for listening to the Expositors Collective podcast. If you're interested in the Expositors Collective, go to expositorscollective.com, and we'll see you next time. Hey, so what did I tell you? Lou Wing is not a boring man. And now you know that myself and Clay... We smell like patchouli. <laughs> well, anyway, um, I got a couple things to say at the end of this episode. Um, hopefully, you know right now that you are invited to the Expositors Collective training weekend that's taking place Friday, April 5th, and Saturday, April 6th, in Maranatha Chapel in San Diego, California. You can find the details and you can give your registration information on our website, expositorscollective.com. Now, I don't want to just like hype this like anybody, but I I really believe that this is going to be our our best one yet. Maranatha is a fantastic, generous, hospitable church that are going to look after you well. Um, We really, I think, have just honed and um, improved uh, the content and the ways to make sure that the upfront material is as best as it could be, that the hands-on mentorship is as meaningful and significant as possible. Also, we're going to be debuting take-home books that explore the content on a deeper level, and I know it's going to be worth your time. So please visit our website, expositorscollective.com, Find out all the details there. Uh, Please register, and I can't wait to see you there. And finally, I got one more uh, review to read. This one's from BJ Goodry. Uh, BJ says, I would like to say thank you for this podcast. I'm an older guy, but a newer preacher, and the insights and stories shared have been a real inspiration to me. Just knowing I'm not alone in all the ups and downs of preaching is reassuring. I love when the guests share their first preaching experience. It makes me feel good about mine. Thank you, and keep up the good work. Well, hey, BJ Goodry, thank you for your review. And uh, yeah, welcome aboard to the craft of preaching. And it's really great to hear that the story is about the flubs and the mistakes and the learning curve that many experienced preachers have gone through uh, can be encouraging to you and other new preachers out there.
So anyway, I will see you next Tuesday with episode 35 of this podcast. All right. God bless.